What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, my people. Hello, hello, hello. How you been, man? Better than most. Better than most? I think that's been your answer for the last, like, three weeks. I like it. No, it's been my answer for you, actually, but <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes I wonder, I just find it to be clever, but at the same time, now I think people just think I'm just a an arrogant asshole. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? A little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh, man. Well, I'm excited about this coming week. Okay. So this week, it's uh, CinemaCon. CinemaCon? CinemaCon. Is that like a, a Comic-Con for movies? Pretty much. So this usually covers um, a lot of the back office dealings and, and production companies. How like they they do conventions and seminars regarding... Uh, what's the state of the movie theater in, or like the movie industry in regards to the pandemic? Uh, there's a new variant coming out and everything else. In the middle of that, there are panel talks with a lot of the high production companies. So this is like about a four, five, a four day, five day convention uh, conference. Um, but a lot of the, they have, so they have, I know they have uh, one day they're going to have Sony Pictures which is going to be releasing all their movies. They're going to be talking about what's in their industry and then um, kicking it off with a lot of upcoming releases that they're going to do. And they're going to release a lot of trailers. There's rumored that uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home might be debuted there. Okay. So there's, there's been a talk that this trailer is going to come out in that conf in that conf or convention before it's set out in public or online. So this is not like um, I'm in the industry, so I'm going to go like... Because Comic-Con is usually a fan-based thing, right? Yeah. But this is not a fan-based. This is people that this are... This is, like, industry-based. Industry-based. But even then, it's exclusive. Certain, like, it's not like, you know, I made an indie movie in my backyard, you know, and I'm I'm, you know, I'm going to go to this thing, I'm guessing. Yeah. It's going to be something where you're like... Well, no, if, you, if you're if you a filmmaker or you're in, in the movie industry, then... I mean, yeah, but if you really want to split hairs, a TikTok person can say they're a filmmaker. You know what I'm saying? Like... True. So, so yeah, so they have, uh, Sony has a panel, uh, MGM and, uh, United, uh, United Artists has one, has a panel mm-hmm. for a day. Uh, they're going to have, uh, whoever goes to the registers of the convention, they're going to have a screening of Shang-Chi. Okay. Uh, of the movie there, which I, th- I don't know if they're going to release it as a trailer, Spider-Man knowing him trailer for that movie before they present it. Uh, there's a bunch of them. There's a uh, Paramount. Uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Lionsgate. There's like a list of like production companies. Um, they're gonna be presenting upcoming movies, and then this is gonna be an insight of all the movies that are gonna be released, which we're gonna you eventually eventually gonna talk about. I wonder if they're gonna basically discuss now, like as a group, what would be the best course of action going forward to release movies now? Like what's a new, it's going to be a discussion about regarding streaming only or theater only or a hybrid of theater for 45 days, then going to streaming. Yeah. I, I know it's going to be, a, I know it's going to be maybe, I don't know if it's going to be a, an actual panel talk. Cause I was looking to see a lot of them is just about the current state of, of uh, how movies, how movies are being produced and uh, post-production production, pre-production, mm-hmm. Um, promoting and then release and everything else. So it's covering a lot of the bases within the industry. But what's great, what's good about it is that on our side, as fans of movies and movie lovers or cinephile, I guess, mm. 
that there's going to be a lot of movies that are going to be talked about that we've been either speculating. Um, they supposedly they they might even have because I think it's with Universal, uh, the Double Seven series, the Bond series. I think they're going to announce their official date finally with no more delays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Warner Brothers might be expanding on a Peacemaker show possibly. Uh, the Batman, uh, the Batgirl series that they're doing, they might mm-hmm. expand on that. So they're going to be releasing a lot of the new movies and TV shows they're going to be coming out with. So that's one of the biggest things that people are talking about and the hype is that no Spider-Man No Way Home trailer hasn't come out yet. And it's we're less than five months away. Well, because that's going to be trailer. their huge, huge movie thing, whatever. So it's like... Because every other movie, Eternals and all these different things are great. They're going to be they're amazing, but they're not. Uh, Spider-Man is one of the, the the last remnants of, you know, the biggest time for Marvel in the sense of, like, you know, Endgame and all these different things. So, like, Spider-Man, they're expecting a huge budget. Now the problem is going to be is if they start to announce the trailer and they don't know when they're going to release it because they, they know that that hurts the movie when they do the whole delay thing. Yeah. So I'm guessing, and the thing is, people are still gonna get excited as long as they have not released the trailer. Yeah, because then if they if they if they delay it any further anymore, then it yeah, just like, loses the, the, the hype. Yeah, exactly. I so. guess. Yeah, you're right. I guess for the for the in hindsight, they understand that if we put the trailer out, it's kind of confirming it's coming out on that date. Yeah, there's a there's Unless a certain they, timetable that creates a hype for the movie, so you have to kind of kind Be of follow concrete, that. concrete with you coming out yeah but they can't yeah they need to know they can't they can't uh push it any further and i believe they tried with every other movie to see like well you know let's wait it's been a year yeah year and a half now at this point or what? since since the pandemic started and everything like that 16 17 months that's what about, i'm saying about, so, about it's, so they thought months? they could wait it out but they couldn't they can't yeah and at this point now they really have to come up with a game plan that's going to be consistent so yeah so um, there, there was a Twitter, another Twitter, um, TikToker, or no, YouTuber that tweeted out that he was presented of almost a leaked trailer of Spider-Man No Way Home. So he described it. He didn't release the video, okay. I guess, but he described what he saw. So apparently this trailer is that it falls a few months after... Um, Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. and at this point, Peter Parker has already has already been has gone to court and has been relieved released of any accord of whatever he was announced like being pursued for being Spider-Man. So at, at this point, he's out of court and he's he meets up with Doctor Strange to go back to time prior to Mysterio. To I guess to re, to fix his his mistake of giving him of everything they encountered. Was so I'm guessing his uh, it's something to do with he could have been relieved, but it could also be that because he they know who he is. Yeah, now that he can no, he can no longer be Spider Man, or like they already know who he is, so people could come after him and his family. So yeah, basically his life is probably going to show him life like terrible. Yeah, he can't do anything. Knowing. Yeah, because he's under scrutiny. But so so I guess in the process he goes to Doctor Strange to go back in time, um, to prior to Mysterio announcing who he is to stopping, the, that whole event, and in the process of that I guess, uh, uh, uh Spider Man Peter Parker Tom Holland's character, um, disrupts 
Doctor Strange's process and creates a, the multiverse, which it creates a, like a, a ripple effect of a multiverse rip, and will bring in all the other the rogue gallery of all the other Spider Man. So, it's like Green Goblin, Doc Ock, uh, uh, Jamie Jamie Fox's Electro. See, but then okay, then if that was true, then what we saw in Loki, or Here's my thing. It could have been when that thing was happening in Loki, Spider-Man with Peter, uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange were trying to affect that. Like, try to go back in time. The ripple happens with with Loki, and that's what created the multiverse of having all the other Spider-Mans come in, villains come into his universe. And at the end of it, it, it shows that Doc Doc's character come out and goes, hi, Peter, and then you see him looking at Tom Holland's character, not, not uh, Tobey Maguire's character. And that's where it ends. So something like, oh, they could be when they jump back in time to try to change that one element. In the but, process. It, but in the process, somehow they got stuck in the multiverse. With the ripple effect. So they can't go back to their own timeline. Because there's no way home. Because exactly. So they kind of like uh, um, sliders or uh, quantum leap. Yeah. Where they're stuck having to jump through different variations because they can't find their own. Yeah. So then... Uh, not all of the characters are going to be in one scene at once, I'm guessing. We don't know. We don't know if it's if he's going to need the help of other of other Spider-Mans, other Peter Parkers to take to take on so many villains that are supposedly introduced or it's going to be that he is going to that he's going to the Sam like you say he goes he goes into the Sam Raimi universe hoping that that's his universe, but it's not because Peter um Tommy McGuire's Peter Parker is there, and then he'll probably jump to another one, and then it will be uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield Spider Man is in that universe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe he'll jump in, and it'll be like an animated version, and he sees Miles Morales' character. We just don't know. But that's the I I, I take it very lightly the leaked uh, explanation of the trailer. But there's been a lot of speculation that the trailer is going to drop this week. So I'm super excited about that. That that is one of the best things I've heard so far. Well, it's it's anticipated. It's been anticipated for a while. So, question is, what's gonna happen? We'll, we'll see. Because yeah. I think you can't push it any further. By the time they release that movie, Tom Holland will be like, you know, mid thirties if they're not, <laughs> not careful. Yeah, but we also got some other news from uh, Kevin Feige's camp of MCU. They confirmed that uh, Dominic Thorne's uh, Riri Wilson, uh, Riri Williams' character will be debuting in Wakanda Forever. Okay, but who's that? Riri Williams is um, Ironheart. She is, uh, I guess, to- in the comic book, she is Tony Hawk's protege that takes up the mantle of Iron Man. See, but she, she's a genius. Of, I get that, but then, but this is a character that hasn't been released, revealed yet. No, she's so she's having. They already confirmed she's having her own um, uh, HBO, sorry Disney Plus series. Okay. They confirmed that she's having her own series. So she, but she's going to be introduced in Wakanda Forever. Her debut is going to be. She probably won't have a big role. Well, she probably won't be the protege of of. She what from what I understand they might be doing is that she she is a super genius. She's super smart, super technical, and I guess she gets a hold of Stark Tech. And uses that to recreate her version of Iron Man, mm-hmm. a variation of Iron Man, and it's called Iron Heart. Okay. 
And she, I think she's from Harlem. I know she was from New York. She's a New York native. So she's going to be introduced to that. So that also could lead into, um, if she's been in Wakanda forever, because at the end of uh, Black Panther, you saw how Tatal said that he's going to be opening up uh, the Wakanda tech to the world and releasing it. So, and that Shuri had a base in New York might be that she's a student there. And that's where you get her introduction as her genius and using the tech that she uses Wakanda and start tech and becomes Ironheart. But they're going to play it off that she's not going to be a big character then. I'm assuming they, we don't know. We don't know. They never extended how much she's going to be in the, sh- we, can, we don't know how much she's going to be prominent in the movie. All we know is that she's going to be debut. So there has to be some reference of her introduction to where she's going. So there has to be a, some, a small uh, like story arc in there. I know, but it just feels like I hope they don't try to... I don't know. I hate when they take... Like she's a pass-through character. She's like, hey... No, no, but like, you know, obviously she's supposed to be the equivalent to Tony Stark. And instead of treating her that way, they give her like like a, a WB series or something. Oh, Okay. No. Yeah, I was there. Like, I don't want to see her weekly drama. I want to see her, like, you know, saving lives and like, yeah. I, you know, like this was like give her the same credibility. Yeah, this is Disney Plus. They, and under under the no, no. Again, it depends on how they really. Because, like I said, if they do what they did with like Loki and stuff like that, that's epic. But if they do something like I swear, if it's a like a WB show or like CW, whatever you want to call it, I have nothing against Flash and all that stuff. But no, it's. A character like that deserves to be, you know, she should have the same kind of level of respect as credibility and everything else. Yeah, with it. yeah I agree. So, but that that's being talked about, and and hopefully something comes from it. So the next one was um, the Misha Green. So she was the writer for uh, Lovecraft Country. She's did she's done another show called Underground, which is. Uh, which mostly covers mm-hmm. like um, during the Civil War slavery and then like Civil War heroes that were slaves and trying to get out of there. She wrote a lot of those episodes. Okay. So she is being um, going to do the writing for Black Canary movie that's going to be on HBO Max with uh, Journey, Journey Smollett as Black Canary. She's reprising her role from uh, Birds of Prey. I feel like they should have just reprised the the group, but not just pick pick up our one person from the whole thing. I'm getting wrong. I was interested in her. It because could be. A, it it could also be a test. But here's yeah, the whole group. But now you have to understand that that they're also doing Blue Beetle, which yeah, the Span the Spanish kid, the the Spanish kid from um, Cobra Kai. No, no, no. But it's a Spanish. Uh, it, sorry, I meant the comic books. He's a Spanish kid in. Yeah, they already have yeah, the actor. Yeah. The kid from Cobra Kai. Uh-huh. He's going to be Blue Beetle. Um, they're also doing uh, Batgirl, uh, WB. We just spoke about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so they they are they are looking at younger, like, younger superheroes, superheroes almost like how. So, th- this yeah, is how it Smollett, is. Uh, uh, she's, I mean, not to say that she's not, she's old or anything, but. She's not the the teeny. She's not the teeny bopper age. No. She's like in like early thirties, I think. I think she was like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, she's like mid twenties. I don't. I don't think she's hit thirties. I think she's like mid twenty, mid to late twenties. I'm saying she's young, but she's. I mean, she's she's young, but she's not 
Cobra Kai young. Let's say that. Because, yeah, she's not teeny bopper. Because uh, uh, Blue Blue Beetle is like a teenager. No, he's twenty two. I think. No, no, in the comic books. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I, I know. I don't know if they're gonna up his age a little bit okay. just to. I don't know if they might do a team up or what. What they're because with DC we don't know what they're planning. Yeah. But I think they're taking, they're taking the idea also what Marvel is doing with the Young Avengers that they're le- they're le- le- not leaking, but hinting on. Is he going to be introduced? Because, wait, so that's Luke. Uh, is he going to be introduced in the Titans? Maybe. I was because they already have a huge portion of uh, Young Avengers. Yeah. A young Avengers. Um. What is it? Young Justice. Young Justice. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, Aqualad would be cool. Yeah. So I just ran the thought. <laughs> in my head, I'm like, I hope they introduce Aqualad. I'm like, that'd be cool. Yeah. So we don't know how the the thing with all right. Let me just the thing with DC mm. is what they lack a lot of is continuity and uh, cohesiveness because a lot of the shows that they have out and a lot of the movies they're putting out they are not one collective piece they're parts of separate like they they attempted with the DECU with Man of Steel mm. uh Batman v Superman the Justice League uh, Wonder Woman Aquaman and now we're already seeing how that's already well, I mean, from what? It, okay, so that's a, that's an unfair kind of thing to show as an example because no, but he's making. Pro- wait, well, let me finish. Okay, the idea was great, and I believe Snyder had an idea to to kind of correlate everything together to create cohesiveness. However, they wanted to instead of trying to allow this this guy to do what he's going to do or allow their artists to do what they're going to do, they just wanted to be Marvel. So instead of trying to create something unique they try to create something that was already kind of being done and that kind of conflict caused them to like lose all credibility continuity and credibility yeah yeah so So, no no so my thing is that they have just on their library of characters they they're they're able to be marvel level cinematically right they're able to i think that the their approach is I feel like somebody has to come in and be like, all right, if we're going to do a Batgirl series, a Batgirl series or movie, uh, a Black Canary movie, a Blue Beetle movie or TV show, I don't know what it was. And we wanted to be cohesive. They need to have somebody to look at the bigger picture. And like, I want to connect these in a way that they're all individual, but also in the same universe that it feels like it's one bigger is a small puzzle in a bigger piece. Yeah. And and I and I and I that's the thing that worries me with Warner Brothers is that they have the ability to do it. It's just that they try to put their hands in things that they don't know nothing about. They don't know. They I don't feel like they completely grasp the idea of taking a comic book, something that's been out for 50, 60 years, or even something that's been out for twenty, like Blue Beetle. I think Blue Beetle is like about twenty years old, or maybe even less, and using that to great create a bigger universe. I honestly would prefer, like, you know what they should do? They should, like you said, they sh- they already have, the, the sad thing is, is that DC has, co- uh, um, uh, what do you call it? What did you just say? It was Library. That? No, no, no. Like you said, cohesiveness, right? Yeah. They have that. They do have that. It exists. The problem is it exists in their animated movies. And if they were to take whoever's in charge of that to apply the same 
uh, kind of hands-on approach to however he did that yeah. to the movies, then you would have something because I've seen so many different... And mind you, some of them are, are kind of one-offs. Don't get me wrong. Some of the some of the animated movies are one-offs, but there is enough of a collection to suggest that there is a cohesive uh, story structure going on with almost every individual adaptation, usually with the Batman specifically, but yeah. there is, like, you can tell, like, there's something that happened in one movie that, for some reason, later on affects the ending of another one or stuff like that, yeah. which is which is amazing. So, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand what, because they have a shitload of movies. Warner Brothers, with the DC library or collection, they have a shitload of movies coming out and, it's, and, and TV shows like Peacemaker. And for me thinking, I'm like, are they doing just this as individual stories? Are they, what, they're, what are they attempting to do? Are we trying to connect to a bigger universe? Are you trying to rewrite the universe? I, and that's the thing. I don't know if Flash... Flash with the flat with apparently it's gonna be like almost like a flashpoint that is gonna rewrite everything to start from scratch and build it off of there. So if that's the case, then that's fine. But make sure if you're building it, use the TV shows that you're coming out with to connect to it. Like they try to do with Agents of Shield and 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 it after after a certain like point, it just went on of its own that didn't really connect. It referenced. The MCU, but didn't connect to it. Mm. Now that Kevin Feige, I think they even confirmed like they kind of don't say that Agents of Shield is canon, mm-hmm. but everything that's been coming out with the DC uh, Disney Plus series, everything is canon with that. Like even the even the animated series, I think somebody said that it's confirmed that that's that is the what if is part of the multiversal break from Loki. Okay. Pretty much. I, I I'm trying to figure out who who confirmed it, but I I read somewhere I heard something saying that that the what if series is just a branch of the multiversal break that happened in Loki. So I'm like, it's animated. It it doesn't correlate to anything that's happening in the MCU other than the overall picture of what the char each character's each character that was normally a certain superhero takes on a different identity or different ability, but it goes along with the idea of like, this is why, you know, it kills me that that's not the, okay. So what if it's not the first time they took kind of anthology style series um, to show additional stories from a very specific universe. Yeah. Case in point, um, remember uh, matrix animated. Yeah. Oh, uh, there was a Animatrix. Th- Animatrix, yeah. Yeah, I remember. There that. was a couple of iterations like that, like not just Matrix, but there was a couple of different um animes that came after a specific type of movie showing a different stories from those universes. And it would be cool. I like that idea, but it would be cool if they they were able to do it live action. Yeah. Like a live action thing where each episode was a different iteration of like a a different story from that universe just to play with ideas. Yeah. Like, cause think about it. You take a movie, like imagine, imagine a series like that for John Wick. Yeah, I've always said, and I and I think I've mentioned this on this podcast several times. Is like, after watching part two, I said I want to have a full on. Now I'm I'm really on board with a lot of the HBO Plus series a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I've been watching Titans, like that dark, gritty. Mm-hmm. But like I just want a show based off the hotel an anthology series 
that you follow each hitman that comes in. Like and, a different story. Yeah, you like you have the same actor that plays the the the, 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 the concierge. Mm-hmm. He just takes a coin, boom, and you follow that one person for that whole entire episode. What was like that? I feel like there was something like that. Um, I mean, oh, there was one. I think it was called Friday the Thirteenth, old show, but basically it. Friday Thirteenth ended up becoming a like a little pawn, like an antique pawn shop, whatever, where everything in the shop was haunted. Oh, I remember that show. And then basically they had to, they were tracking down each item from that shop to bring it back because it was all cursed. Yeah. But then there would be an anthology to each person that grabbed something from there and what they did with it and stuff like that. Yeah. So stuff like that. Pretty much like that, but just with assassins. That's all I want. No, that's what I'm saying. Every, you know, one assassin walks in. Point Like, every episode could start with one guy, one person dropping a coin at the counter. And then the story starts of what who he is, what his job is, why he's there, you yeah. know, stuff like that. And it doesn't have to necessarily just be assassins. It could be anything in that, that world. Yeah, cause, and, that's, and that's even true because now you could be, maybe he's not an assassin, but he's like a high-level profile financial analyst that... Mm-hmm. That's keeping secrets for the moms or funneling money or money laundering or anything yeah. else that he needs protection. So you see how the almost like John Wick three, how what the extent that they do to protect their, their, their guests. Mm-hmm. So spoilers for John Wick three, <laughs> but yeah, like that was one, that's one of them that I always thought that once I saw the movie, I was like, I want, I want to, I want a TV series just based off the guests that come into the hotel. Cause Everybody will be interesting story, even if they do, oh, like American Horror Story. It's an anthology, but each ep- uh, the whole season's over one story arc. So instead of doing episodes, you could do one story arc, or even mm. I'll be done if we do one episode. And then if one episode is that good, you could branch out to see what happens after if the character survives or whatever else story goes on from it. Um, I would watch. I would watch one whole season of just the call center. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Sorry. All right. Next on topic is they have confirmed for a new Captain Marvel. Wait, sorry, Captain Marvel. Captain America film. And now they already signed on for Anthony Mackie playing Captain America. So film. So it's not going to be a series. So I want to see what. That, there you go. That's what I'm saying. They're giving him the respect of Captain America. Like. He started off with the series that was great, but it was more just him handing off the thing. But he's gonna get his own movie now. The question yeah. is, how is that movie gonna play out? Like, I'm just curious about how like it's gonna, and is is um, is Bucky gonna be part Sebastian, of it? We don't know yet. Right now, they they just signed on for Anthony Mackie. Uh, he's officially on board as for the next Captain America film. So it's and and that's a great segue into into. To how you were talking about it, is that giving a character that you're pretty much because everybody knows Anthony Mac- Mackie's was Falcon and we love Falcon and the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier series was amazing in its own right and we we just I and that's what and that's what I like when it was announced is that people I guess people automatically assumed that that this was just a passing of mantle and that's it. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, is he going to come back or they're going to do another season two mm-hmm. or anything? They're like, no, we're just doing a movie. And it could be another, another trilogy just with Anthony, Anthony Mackie. 
It'd be cool if they introduce if every element they they involved in his show would be part of the movie, like um, um, the agent who he was able to bring back, that was the, uh, sorry spoiler, but was the uh, the um, what do you call it? Um, double agent. Well, she was a double agent, but she was the the one who who got everybody everything they wanted. Um, not the name they gave them. The collector, not the collector. What was her name? I don't know, yeah. but it was the one who basically like the the one that would fence everything for everybody. Would like, but yeah, she was a double agent. Yeah, yeah. The Sarah, not Sharon Carter. No, not Sharon Carter. Uh, the other one, the Jessica Carter. No, what is it? So I'm really bad with names. Oh yeah, we're horrible with names. Sorry. <laughs> what was her name? But yes, uh, it would be interesting if they introduced we should introduce all those characters back into the the series. Um, as far as either play for him, against him, whatever. Because especially if uh, a U.S. agent yeah. comes back, you know, as a kind of like a really... Cause yeah, he, Sharon Carter. Right. Is Sharon Carter? Yeah. Sharon oh, that's Carter. right. Peggy Carter. Sharon. Okay, yeah. Right. Sharon Carter. I was right. So, it'll be interesting. So, yeah. So, we're going to see what happens with that. They haven't released... Well, they just signed on, so they don't have any information on what the story is going to be and and what the title of the the new Captain America movie is going to be. So, lastly, so this is that was the meat of our topics. The meat, the meat, the meat and potatoes, the meat and potatoes, the main course, the meat and potatoes. So this is the dessert, and this is the funniest thing ever. So the one of the best collections of. Action heroes put together. What what would you put? What would you name? That? What was that movie? Let's see if you remember movies that well. Eighties uh, action hero movies collectively put together. Eighties action heroes. stars stars. Are you talking about the Untouchables? No. Was that the Untouchables? And the Expendables. Expendables. Sorry, I knew it was something uh, something. Expendables. So, yeah. So they're coming out with a spinoff movie. And right now, it's labeled as The Expendables, A Christmas Story. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the the dessert of it because it's so funny. So this is um, apparently Sylvester Stallone is not going to be in it. Okay. Um, He is still producing the movie, um, but it's going to be a almost like Christmas themed time, but following uh, Jason Statham's character. In the movie, as long as they bring um, they bring in a couple of people that you probably wouldn't expect, but they were action stars technically, which is let's say um, Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yes. Uh, just start like bringing in like some rando, like some like people you Bruce Willis. Um, well, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Bruce Willis wasn't in the other one. He was considered a big action star. Yeah, I don't think he was. I probably, yeah, I guarantee he turned it down. Oh, most likely. Actually, I didn't get to watch the third one. I mean, I don't think I watched the second that's one. That's what Chuck Norris was in it. Oh, <laughs> Chuck Norris. Van Damme. And then Wesley Snipes, right? Wesley Snipes, yeah. So, I'm, so this one, I don't know what's going to be. So I don't know how. And I don't know if, if they might even bring, start bringing in current action heroes. Like Batista, J, uh, Jason well, Momoa. Isn't, isn't this guy in it? Um, they don't have the budget for those people, though. The Rock. They, they don't, don't have the budget for that. 
I don't think they have the budget for that. Maybe they don't have the budget, but if it's like a, they want to do it know. as as kind of like a friendly thing, that's yeah, cool, as, a, but as a friendly gesture, be like, yeah, yeah but like they, they're not going to be main a, main actors in the movie. As a fun movie, like just to be like, let me just bring a bunch of guys that I've used to work with, and just that's put them. Thing, all I don't together. know. Like it's this question because I mean I don't even know how they got the people that they got now. I feel like it's just kind of a friendly thing. Yeah, that's how. That's I think that's how it started. Uh-huh. The first one, I think they were like, you know what? Let's just get all these eighties. Super hyped up action heroes, yeah, and let's put them together to do one full on fucking gore fest of kills, and just have fun with it. And that expanded to three fucking movies, and now a spinoff, <laughs> right? But the Christmas story, it's like... called. It's right now. It's labeled the Expandables: A Christmas Story. And I kind, I kind of, I kind of want them to leave it like that. No, I kind of, I they have to kind of bring. Like, I don't care what it costs. They kind of have to bring uh, uh, um, Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like, uh, like that joke of Die Hard being a Christmas movie has to come up. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Oh man, but who else would you put in there? I'm trying to think who. Huh. Who else would you put in the movie? Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think uh, who was somebody maybe like that wasn't initially thought of as a, as an action star. Like, I'm trying to really think like. Um, Harrison Ford. Yeah. But he always played like kind of like. Um, how do I explain it? He played action in the sense of he was always just kind of like. Mel Gibson. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think who else was a good action star. Steven Seagal. Oh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, Steven Seagal. Kurt Russell, actually, he was a huge action star. He definitely needed to have, like, been in any of these movies already. Yeah. Um, you know who would be cool? Mm. He's a lot older, Clint Eastwood. He's 70s, 80s, but it would have been... He's out. actually going to be in a movie, I think. I think I saw, like, uh, him in a trailer, which I don't think... I don't remember the last time he was in any movie. But his son, his son is identical. looks identical to him, though. Yeah. So, what about oh, who else? You know who they should do? They should do female superheroes, super superstars, action stars. Who was the the female actress that used to be in every kind of fighting movie? Oh, she was Dragon Lady. Yeah, she was Fuck, what movie was she? she? Was in Red Sonia? No, not Red Sonia. No, no, no. not Red Sonia. Uh, no, she just was really known for her, like, she was kind of like, I felt like she was like the female version of like, um, um, Ronda um, Rousey. No, 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 no. Like as far as she always did splits and stuff like that. She always had really, she really focused on her legs as far as how strong she was. Um, uh, um, um, why am I blanking on this man's name? I like, I hate this. Cause you just said his name for the last movie. Uh, don't who did the actor who does the splits in every freaking movie. Van Damme. Van Damme. Yes. Thank you. Um. Yeah, she used to do split. I think she used to do type of splits in every movie. But she was known as a big f- female fighter back in the eighties and nineties. Oh, uh, what's was it? that? This this girl right here. Oh my god, Cynthia uh, Rothrock. Yes, Rothrock. Yes, very much so. Yes. Yeah. Every yo. Yeah. That'd see, be badass to bring her. I just that'd be crazy because I haven't seen her in in a movie since man. <laughs> No, but it's been a while. Like I'm, I'm trying to think. Wow. Yeah. But um, what about Action Jack? Remember Action Jackson? Yeah, Action Jackson. But that was was that 80s, or like that was like that was early 80s. Early 80s, yeah. 
I, I would say late seventies, but I definitely I would definitely call it into the eighties. Yeah. So I don't know who else. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we're getting, guys. Let's mm. let's let's appreciate that we're gonna get a expandable's Christmas story. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at from my mom's garage or email us at FMMG Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, concerns, suggestions for topics for us to discuss. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week.